Welcome to another episode of the Christian Combatives Podcast. I am your host and servant in Jesus Christ, Paladin Actual. Today I'll be doing a review of a book written by Flame the Rapper called Extranos, Discovering Grace Outside Myself. For those of you who don't speak the verbiage, extranos means outside of us or outside of yourself. And this is a reference to a theological concept in which you are not saved by those things that you contribute from within, but those things that are contributed to you from without. Now, before you understand the book, you have to understand kind of who Flame was, and I have to admit that until somewhat recently, I wasn't familiar with this dude at all. It was only in my last few years of seminary that a, not even a Lutheran, but a Reformed, a Calvinist, actually said, hey, check this dude out, listen to some of this music, he's a Christian rapper, and more than that, he's a Lutheran rapper. So I thought, oh man, this is gonna suck. Because let's be real, uh, there's a lot of media produced that's kind of, you know, Christian media, Christian movies, Christian whatever, and a lot of it is, is kind of trash. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, listen to this, listen to this stupid song about some dude who's just like, you know, I love Jesus and Jesus is great, which is great in and of itself. But like, if that's the depth of your theology, if you're Kanye Westing it up on the mic and you're like, look, you know, this is Christian rap, it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's not really that deep. But what I got instead was something that I never expected. Flame is a theologian. Like, literally, he went to, he got a Master's of Arts from Concordia St. Louis, and it shows. Apparently, even before that, he was kind of educated when it came to theology. Now, before going to St. Louis, he was Reformed. He was Calvinist. After St. Louis, he converted, uh, was he converted? He was a Christian, turning to a Christian, going from Reformed Calvinist to Lutheran. And it's interesting, this this journey, at why he stopped being, why he stopped following kind of these Calvinist doctrines and started following Lutheran doctrines. And this is one of the beauties of, of what he explains in the book, is he explains, he explains his life. He explains how he kind of came to Christianity in the first place, and his experience with different types of Christianity, different types of churches. He experienced a kind of, a kind of Pentecostalist sort of word of faith. Uh, that was his introduction, and then he, he found out about other Christian rappers, and he eventually found out about Calvinism, and then Calvinism versus Arminianism, uh, and, and he got really deep into the, you know, the Calvinist theology, and that was really where he was for a while. And it wasn't like a service-level thing. It wasn't like this guy just discovered Calvinism, and he was like, you know what, oh, it sounds kind of good, but I'm not going to really learn that much about it. I'm just going to slap the name tag on and, uh, and call myself a Calvinist. No, Homeboy was really into Calvinism. He really, really actually understood the stuff. I remember, I think he mentions, I'd have to look it up, but I think he mentions he actually got a bachelor's degree, something to do with a theology, maybe it was a bachelor's in theology or something like that, but he actually got some like proper education when it came to Calvinism. So guy knows what he's talking about. So anyways, Flame goes to a, goes to a Lutheran, Lutheran college, Lutheran seminary. He goes to St. Louis, because that's, <laughs> we've got, we got Fort Wayne, we've got St. Louis. And he goes to St. Louis and he finds out about kind of Lutheran theology and he starts studying more and more about this. And as he studies more and more about the theology and the history behind it, he finds his views changing and saying, you know what, this actually makes a lot more sense than what I was believing before. So in his book, he details not just these theological concepts, which he does do. He jumps back and forth into, you know, actual solid theological concepts. Uh, I would say they are pretty deep. But he explains them in such a way that they're, you know, they're easy to digest by any sort of layperson. But he, he goes back and forth between kind of describing this theology and describing the path that he goes through, his, his life, as he goes through and learns this theology. Now, again, me, uh, listen to this, again, rewind to when I, when I heard about this, this was, you know, 20, was it 2019, maybe 2017? I don't remember when this was. 
friend of mine says, hey, listen to this rapper. He's a Christian rapper. He's a Lutheran rapper. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, we're going to have a rapping with Jesus type thing. And, <laughs> and that's not what it was. Um, in fact, I'd actually like to... So, I first of all, I would like to recommend that you look it up. Go look up on YouTube. Look up probably one of his... One of his later three albums, because he has an album, one's called Extra Nose. He's got one that's on baptism. He's got one that's on the Lord's Supper. And these are kind of his, his post-Lutheran understanding albums. And I want to give you an example of the type of theology that's in his album. Again, I thought it was going to be, yay, Jesus is good. And that's the extent of, you know, the extent of the theology in the, in the, in the Christian rap. But no, it, it sounded instead, it sounded something a little bit more like this. Now, I'm certainly not a rapper. In fact, I'm not really much of a musician at all. I do a bit of chanting during the service, but aside from that, I'm not really musically talented. So I'm probably going to Ben Shapiro these lyrics pretty bad. But what I want you to do is actually pay attention. Uh, again, go back and listen to him do it, because he does it a lot better than I will. But pay attention to the actual content of the lyrics. Don't just listen to it like, well, it's a cool song, but listen to it like, what is he actually saying? Theologically, is there some depth and some truth to what he's saying? So the song Sola Fide from his album Extranos starts out like this. When you believe in the doctrine of election the way Calvin did, you're pretty much gridlocked into a system in such a way that functionally, yet you believe that you're safe by faith alone, but for the large part you look to your sanctification for your assurance. Back in 2008, back when I wrote a song Who Can Pluck Us, and on it I gave a list of ways that you can test yourself just to discover, if you're really in the faith, part of the elect or one of the others, I sent you to 1 John in order to find if you were one of the brothers or one of the sisters. I followed the system, but took out a context that John was addressing the antinomianism and the proto-gnostics. He was not trying to give a test just to check our genuine faith or to provide a place where to find your assurance as if your works are the primary way. Hold up. If we say we have not sinned, then we make him out to be a straight liar, and his word is not in us, is not in us, is a signifier. He's not writing doubting believers to give them a test so they can clearly see if they're saved or not. He's sending a warning to the Christians against these heresies. Go read it. Verse 2. Lest you hear me wrong, we should bear fruit and seek to grow. Say you a branch connected with a vine, then I'm expecting to see results. But the problem is, with sanctification being the place that you want to take them, when obviously, dude probably depressed and doubting his salvation, it's kind of pharisaic how we arbitrarily make these laws. He's been saved now for how long and he's still struggling with the same flaws. And then you prescribe that he scuba dive in that same heart that sin-filled, hope-killed, broke-willed, super dark. You don't send that person inside himself. You remind that saint that he's extranos. We justified by faith alone. So quick to say he ain't a saved soul. You want go mode, snatching away faith. Probably why non-believers stay away. Now you're doing damage. He can't meet your standards that actually have nothing to do with his grace. <laughs> so if you put my absolute lack of musical ability aside, if you actually pay attention to those lyrics, there's actually some pretty deep theological concepts that are being demonstrated. This and in his other songs as well. I would, again, highly, highly encourage you to go listen to him perform it himself. It's it's much better done than, than I was able to pull off. But even if you're just reading the lyrics, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's an argument that he makes that he compares, for example, Reformed Calvinist doctrine to Lutheran doctrine, or he talks about baptism or the Lord's Supper, etc. And this kind of gives you a preview of what you can expect if you actually go through the book. Now, again, Flame writes, as far as I know, he writes all the lyrics to, to his songs. And likewise, when he wrote this book, there's a lot of thought going into the theology uh, inside of it, and as well as the pre presentation and the and the storytelling as well. Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine, and he says, you know, Flame goes and does these does these uh, talks and these presentations, and you know, and visits and goes on campuses and stuff like that. And I have I've never seen any of this. 
This is me coming to the book with a fairly fresh perspective. In case you thought I was born a Flame fanboy, it's absolutely not the case. So maybe the perspective you have is, well, you know, you're an LCMS pastor. Of course you have to endorse Flame. Well, I'm also an avid hater. I'm a hater of all kinds of stuff, especially Christian music. And this is not a genre of music I listen to. So if Flame was incompetent when it came to musical ability, I would say so. I would say... Okay, you know, he's got great theology, but his music is trash. But that's not the case. Likewise, if he was musically, you know, very competent, but his theology was not great, I would totally hate on that as well. Now, music and theology aside, when he puts this into his book, both of those things are aspects where I could totally be a hater. So you can trust me when I say that this book is actually decent. It's actually worth the read, not just from a theological perspective as somebody who's got, you know, the masters, but also a lay reader. And maybe you'll be asking yourself the same question I did when when I got the book. I said, well, how is this going to benefit me at all? I don't think that my story is going to be, you know, in any way comparable to Flame's story and his, his story of conversion and growing up. And there's a lot of differences, but every once in a while, I'd pick up on some similarities and I'd say, wow, you know, this really resonated with, with something that I experienced as well. So there is actually value in kind of studying the experiences of other people and how they came to the same conclusions that you came to. At the same time, if you're not a Lutheran and you're listening to this book, particularly if you're Reformed, if you're a Calvinist, this will definitely present a few questions to you that you should ponder. Not necessarily saying, well, absolutely believe everything Flame says because he's the Pope, but he's got some questions that, that you should be thinking about as well. He says, you know, well, what about this? What about this? The Bible says this. You know, the Church Fathers say this. And he really gets into a lot of those details in the book itself. So whether you're looking for something that's that's kind of entertaining, you want to listen to somebody tell a story and, and maybe talk about their conversion, talk about the, the different things that they went through in life to get to where they are, this is, this is an interesting enough book, an interesting enough kind of biopic. But at the same time, it's not just that. It's also something that teaches theology. You're going through this book and you're walking kind of side by side with this guy who goes through these different scenarios and these different kind of experiences and, and comes to the conclusions that he now has has currently. And of course, he, you know, he talks about his continuing, continuing to develop his understanding of, of theology. Uh, there's, there's definitely some moments in the book. There was, so I'm listening to the book and there's one moment where he's talking about, you know, trying to get a word from God and stuff. And, uh, I talk with people online all the time who talk about, you know, God is really laying this on my heart and, and, and God spoke to me in a dream and all these other things. And usually I just kind of, eh, okay, you know, roll my eyes. I'm like, yeah, you know, if God is talking to you that much, maybe you should be writing you know, Bible part two, because I guess you're a prophet. But Flame talks about this, this experience he has and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's fallen into this camp where he feels that to be a proper Christian, he has to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to him. And again, this is something that, that is absolutely relatable, not for me, but for the people I talk with. So many people are saying, you know, I need to hear the Holy Spirit in my life, or I do hear the Holy Spirit in my life. And he says, dot, dot, dot. Well, Flame is talking about, you know, he's praying to God. He says, God, God, please give me a message. You know, uh, let me know what part of the Bible I need to read. Uh, and, then, and then he's he's talking about, you know, and then I hear, hear clear as day, the word of the Lord speaks to me. And he says, all right, Flame, open up your Bible and turn to, turn to Mark 17, you know, verse 2. And Flame gets excited and he's like, yeah, yeah, finally, word from God, directly from God. So he opens his Bible and Mark chapter 15, Mark chapter 16. 
and there is no Mark chapter 17. <laughs> and I, I just, I remember distinctly, I was listening to this book in the car and I pulled into the church parking lot and I'm cracking up like as he's telling the story. I'm having a good time listening to this book. It's not boring. Even if your perspective is, I just want a book that, you know, it's got some meaning to it, but it's, it's enjoyable to read. This hits that spot. It's not too long. It doesn't feel forced. It feels genuine. It's it's legitimately entertaining. The stories are fun to listen to. They're not droning. Uh, they're not you know too short. They're they're really they're really just right. At the same time, if you're thinking, well, you know, I'm considering Lutheranism. Why should I, you know, if I'm a Reformed Baptist, if I'm a Calvinist, or if I'm you know whatever else, why should I consider Lutheranism? What even is Lutheranism? Why does that stand apart? You know, Protestantism is Protestantism. If Luther was alive today, he'd be a Calvinist. I've heard that line more than a few times. Give this book a listen. Listen to how Flame kind of describes his journey between Calvinism and Lutheranism and see if he was deceived along the way, if that's really what happened. Or if perhaps he never understood Reformed theology in the first place, if that was why he converted to Lutheranism. See if those questions he asks, if you come to the same answers he does, uh, and, and really, you know, just consider it. And I don't say, you know, approach this with an open mind. I never don't approach things with an open mind. Approach it with an open Bible. What does the Bible say about these issues? And this is one thing that he really hammers home, is what does the Bible say about baptism? And then he brings up all these Bible verses in the New Testament, as well as the Old Testament, which, you know, the New Testament references the Old Testament and baptism and things like that. So he's really stringing all these things together and saying, look, this is how I got from point A to point B. Come along with me on my journey. Uh, you'll have a few laughs along the way. You'll learn something about this individual as an individual. Uh, but you'll also learn a bit of theology as well. And a lot of it is so positive. It's so comforting. He talks about some of the pitfalls that he falls into. And, in, you know, when he did Calvinism, for example, and he's doing these fruit checks. Uh, and he's trying to see if he's really saved, if he's really predestined for heaven or hell. And really, there's only two solutions that you can come to when you have that problem. Either you're going to think that you're a better Christian than you are, and you're going to have an inflated sense of self and say, yeah, I'm, I'm so good, I don't sin, therefore I must be elect. Or you're going to fall into despair, and you're going to you know, trouble yourself over this and say, well, no, I cannot stop sinning. Maybe I'm not elect in the first, you know, maybe I was never saved in, in, in the first place. I was never saved at all. And he mentions that this isn't really... You know, this isn't really a struggle that all Calvinists go through, and many of the Calvinists he know he knows uh, they don't go through this struggle on a daily basis. But when it does hit, it hits hard, and that's absolutely true. Again, these are conversations I relate to having with other people. So this is you know this is real theology. This is real human interaction uh, that is being described in this book. So, I suppose to summarize this all, should you read this book? Absolutely. Although. I would actually recommend, rather than reading the book, listen to the audiobook instead. Listen to the author describe, you know, dis describe the events in the book in his own words. I, <laughs> I particularly enjoyed. Uh, I always listen to everything at like two times the speed. I particularly enjoyed when he starts quoting some of his songs and he's rapping it like two times the speed without any of the backtrack, the, the backing track or music or anything behind it. It just it uh, it made me chuckle just hearing the lyrics kind of spoken out. But yeah, definitely go and listen to this. Listen to this book if you are interested in theology, if you're interested in Lutheran theology, if you're interested in Reformed theology, if you want to know the difference between the two, if you're not interested in theology at all, but you're interested in music, you're interested in, in rap or in a, in a Christian rapper or in, uh, you know, in his journey and in his interaction with other, with other musicians and, and things like that. Uh, go ahead and listen to this book if you're, a, if you're a theologian and you already know all the answers and you just need something that's, 
you know, fairly easy to listen to, but you know, maybe you won't get that much out of it, but you might get some new, new ways to explain some of the theological concepts that you already understand. Basically, there's something for everybody in this book. This is, this is one of the few books that I've read recently where I'm like, you know what? I can't think of a single person who wouldn't benefit from listening to this book or wouldn't at least enjoy listening to the book, even if they know everything. So with that, I, I, highly, recommend, I highly recommend this book, uh, Extra Notes by Flame. Highly recommend you listening to him read it on Audible. Uh, of course, if you like the paper volumes, he, he's not gonna he's not gonna sign an Audible account, so he'll sign your you know he'll autograph your 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 physical copy maybe. But um, but yeah, give this book a a listen, give this book a read, but check it out. It's it's actually worth it. Um, and again, I would tell you if it wasn't. I would tell you if it was boring or if the theology was bad or if it was just obnoxious and self indulgent and anything like that. And I was ready for that to be the case. Not that I have anything against flame, but I'm always suspicious of Christian media. So when this came out and it was actually good, it was actually legitimately good, man, that, that made my that made my day. I, I went through this whole book in like on the audiobook in like three days. It was that good. So yeah, not all Christian media is good, but this is. This is definitely worth it. Check it out if you have the time. If you don't have the time, make time. (laughs) With that, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. God bless you and take care.